Columbus Dispatch is taking an in-depth, year-long look at the Linden neighborhood. This series will explore how Linden became one of the most economically depressed neighborhoods in Columbus and the challenges of revitalizing the neighborhood. We'll speak with residents, neighborhood leaders, and elected officials throughout the series. You can read about it in the newspaper at Dispatch.com and listen on this podcast. This is Living in Linden. I'm Rick Ruan, a City Hall reporter with the Columbus Dispatch, here with Mark Farincheck, who covers neighborhoods for the Dispatch. And we are going to discuss the latest installment in our series of stories on the Linden neighborhood. This month, we focused on infrastructure in the neighborhood. We're talking about streets, street lights, sidewalks, all of the pieces of infrastructure that people touch uh, just about every day in their lives in Linden. So I've got Mark here to uh, kind of kick us off with a little bit of a, a history of Linden. How far back does this neighborhood date and kind of how did it originate, Mark? Well, the neighborhood itself is more than 100 years old. It was annexed to the city almost 100 years ago in 1921. Having said that, some of the sewers and water lines date to before that. We have probably still have century-old infrastructure in terms of sewers and water lines in the Linden area. It's funny because if you go back all the way to the late 1800s and 1893, I used to have streetcar lines there. You even had streets made of planks there in the 1800s. Obviously, you don't have anything like that, but you do have potholes there now. So again, it's one of the city's older neighborhoods, century old. Cleveland Avenue is the main thoroughfare. Hudson Street is another main thoroughfare. It's in a grid pattern. The streets are, generally speaking, one-way streets in many of them. But it's old and it's aging. And um, if the area is to redevelop, it's going to need a lot of work. And just like a lot of uh, other older areas of the city. Right. So when you're talking about a century-old neighborhood, you get century-old neighborhood problems. Sure. And you started to allude to a couple of those uh, that came up during my reporting as well, particularly around the aging infrastructure. So Linden has problems that a lot of the older neighborhoods in Columbus have around sanitary sewer right. runoff, which is kind of a long-standing issue mm-hmm. that the, the city uh, has been seeking a solution to. It now has its, what it calls, a blueprint plan to try to mitigate that. Uh, You've done a lot of reporting on blueprint. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and what the city's trying to solve there? Right. So the city, in terms of the blueprint Columbus plan, again, there was a consent decree going back many years now where the city basically was ordered by uh, environmental officials to reduce the amount of waste, solid waste that goes into the city's sewers, but also uh, rivers, streams. And one way they thought about dealing with this and also to save money on infrastructure is to build rain gardens and other things like that in various neighborhoods of the city, including the Linden neighborhood. What some of these older neighborhoods have are combined sewers. So when you flush the toilet, it goes into a sewer system that also may be collecting stormwater. And that when it rains hard, um, a lot of that gets flushed down to the river and it's not a good situation. What part of the Blueprint Columbus plan is, and they're building these in North London right now, are rain gardens where you put rain gardens in the street along the curb. The goal is to funnel the stormwater into the rain gardens. The water pools there, then it sinks into the ground and goes into the soil instead of into the storm sewer. So that would reduce the flow and the amount of water heading into the storm sewers and presumably help reduce sewer runoffs. 
Right. So another piece to the the blueprint Columbus plan is what they call lateral linings. So you have this older sewer lines that are part of the infrastructure, basically going from the curb up to your house. And the city will put cameras up through those those lines to see if they've collapsed and put a, a lining in there that will support it because that, that material is now old and degraded and can collapse. And when you get those collapses, you get sewage backups in your house. And that's a problem in these older neighborhoods as well, just because the infrastructure is as old as it is. The other thing that kind of came up as I was reporting in relation to the age of the the neighborhood, and you talked about it a little bit, was streets. So Linden is built on a grid pattern. Columbus is not, you know, one giant grid like you see in major, major metropolitan areas like New York. Some areas of the city are grid, some are not. They're sort of self-contained nodes, and Linden is one of those. And when you have a grid pattern, you tend to have a lot of one-way streets. In Linden, those streets were built before cars were the dominant mode of transportation. You know, you didn't really have to think about parking on the street and actually having two-way traffic on those streets in a time where there weren't as many cars as there are today. Columbus is a very car-centric city, and now they have to start thinking about those things. So you have these one-way streets that tend to have higher speeds, and the city looks at that as a safety issue. So they're undertaking a what they're calling slow streets initiative. So they're going to study the traffic patterns and the parking patterns on some of those streets, and they're going to see where they might be able to change some of those to two-way traffic, which would ultimately slow cars down, where they can use traffic calming devices as they've done in really other parts of Mm -hmm. Linden and other parts of the city. They use speed humps, they use uh, chicanes, which are kind of these concrete medians that you have to snake around as you're driving through the street. But the big limiting factor here is going to be the age of those streets and how wide they are. Right. They're not going to widen residential streets. Again, it just reminded me, too, that there was a horrible situation in 2001, I believe, on Myrtle Avenue where somebody was speeding down that street, which is a one-way street towards Cleveland Avenue, went into the front lawns, want to see the two children died. So those problems still occur. And in Columbus, I remember even when I was a kid, they were building speed bumps and streets to try to slow traffic down or traffic islands, that kind of thing. And Linden, with all these side streets, uh, speeding can certainly still be a problem, especially the one-way streets. Right. And you said it. They're they're not going to go in and start widening all of the uh, neighborhood streets right. in Linden. And instead, they're going to have to make the evaluation of, do we have enough room in a 26-foot-wide street to have parking on both sides of the street and allow for two-way traffic? And if you're going to eliminate parking, do the houses that, in some cases, were built before you had to really think about off-street parking and a garage and those sorts of things have adequate off-street parking if you take away their on-street parking? So these are big considerations that the, the city's going to have to make as they uh, consider, you know, how to address some of the resident complaints that, that are happening there of, you know, people speeding by in front of their homes. The other uh, kind of big things that we saw in the reporting on, on infrastructure in Linden were related to things like streetlights. Hudson Avenue is uh, going to undergo a, a pretty large-scale change. That's a, a street that has a lot of commercial activity. You see lots of car lots on, yeah. on Hudson, and the street is not in great shape. No. So rather than just going through and patching potholes and doing these sort of Band-Aid approaches, the city's going to do 
a complete reconstruction and really a redesign on Hudson as well if things keep moving in the direction that it looks like they're moving. In a reconstruction, that means they strip the street all the way down to its kind of bed surface and and build it back up. And, And as they do that, they're going to put sidewalks on one side of the street and on the other side, they're going to look at doing what's known as an urban greenway, something we haven't really seen in Columbus, but it would be a major east-west bike path connector running along Hudson Avenue that links up the major bike paths that we already have, which predominantly run north and south because the rivers run north and south, and that's where bike paths tend to be. Yeah, again, it's a part of the Linden plan, but the city's identified Hudson as a it's a major thoroughfare. It's a gateway to the Linden neighborhood, especially from I-71 and also from the University District. They can encourage more commercial development along there, the thought is, I presume, if they get a nicer street. And right now, it's not a fun street to travel. It's fairly narrow. It's bumpy. Once they fix it up, they hope that that will encourage more development along that street as some of these plans for Linden hopefully begin to unfold as they would like to see. Sure. Hudson definitely looked at as a a potential commercial corridor. Certainly you have Cleveland Avenue, which we've written about in the past and plans for trying to turn that into more of a commercial corridor. You have safety issues along Cleveland Avenue with inadequate pedestrian crossings. In in some places, the city is going to look at installing eight new pedestrian crossings along Cleveland Avenue in 2022 or 2023. Really the biggest infrastructure project that we're going to see pretty immediate return on in Linden is this new Linden Community Center. So the city's been talking about this for a number of years now. The existing Linden Community Center in in Linden Park is small. It's not in great shape. The park has had flooding issues in in the past, not very usable when when it rains or the the weather isn't great. So the city is going to build a new community center there that's twice as large as the existing one. It'll be about 50,000 square feet. It's going to have a teaching kitchen. It's going to have your kind of normal recreation center amenities, but they're also going to ask nonprofit and government agencies to come into that community center and just make it easier for the people that they're serving in Linden to access that. So it's going to be a, a major project that, that's on the horizon. The groundbreaking for that is going to be in July of 2019. So a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about is very much kind of on the horizon. It's in the future. Yeah. But the Linden Rec Center is one that we'll see happening soon. And a lot of people who live in the neighborhood would tell you that a lot of this work is overdue. So as a city, again, they say they're going to concentrate on Linden as one of these neighborhoods they are going to try to help recover, to help rebuild. We will continue to monitor to see how the progress really is going. That's all we have for you. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of our series on Linden.